When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, Los Angeles, and welcome to another edition of the Weekend Warrior Show. I'm your host, Dr. Robert Clapper. I'm an orthopedic surgeon at Cedars-Sinai, 33 years. Wow. So happy today in the studio with me running the show, the great Rebecca Womble. We worked a lot together. During COVID, when I had to be on my living room couch, and the great Rebecca was able to figure out all the sound bites. So what a show we have planned for you today. Because my guest at 815 is a veterinarian, the great Dr. Liz Hicks. She's been on once before, a few years back. But we're going to talk today about one of her, no pun intended, pet peeves which is how to feed your pet, what goes on behind the nutrition for your dog, for your cat. It's a lot more complicated than you think. It's an interesting subject, and it made me think all week. Wow, pet food. Who even thought? Well, guess who owns the industry? One of the largest makers of dog and cat food in the world is the same company that makes M&Ms. That's right. Could you imagine? Mars Candies, Milky Way, Three Musketeers. This candy company also owns Wrigley Gum. It's a giant corporation with many tentacles. But the Mars Candy Company owns Whiskas and Imes and all these big pet food branches. And yet you don't know about it. And that was fascinating to me. Because you would think the brand equity and endorsements. Remember Morris the Cat with Nine Lives? How could they make all these products and they don't want you to know that they're behind it? This is actually a strategy. The whole idea of being quiet behind the scenes, the opposite of that is actually being front and center, which is what Apple does. You buy the Apple Watch and the iPad because it is Apple. The other strategy is we don't want you to know that we're actually making this stuff. It's fascinating. Where in the world of sports do you see the story of being front and center, endorsing the brand, versus not? Well, it's the Wheaties brand. You're going to hear sound bites from Shaquille O'Neal where he says, actually, I was asked to be on the box of Wheaties, and I said no, because I don't eat Wheaties. Then you're going to hear from Mary Lou Retton, the first woman to be on the Wheaties box, 1984. And 30 years later, they put her face on the cover again of the box. 
But listen to her talk about how what an honor it is and how nutritious it is. And she's the mother of four daughters. But I don't know if she ever says that she loves eating Wheaties. As Aretha Franklin used to say, who's zooming who? Because when you go back in time, in my lifetime, I remember vividly, 1991, you wanted to be like Mike. You wanted to drink Gatorade because Michael Jordan drank Gatorade. This, so this high, whole idea of being front and center versus not, endorsements in sports, in art, and in my world of surgery. I put a picture on Twitter, at Dr. Robert Clapper, from surgery yesterday, which was awesome. Two hip replacements, two knee replacements, and an anterior cruciate ligament, a ligament reconstruction. I'm tired just thinking about what I did yesterday. But it was a really special day for me because after 10 years, and you'll see his picture in the picture I posted, is the surgical tech. Carlos is there, but Adolfo was there, my right-hand man. And Adolfo yesterday was his last day with me, not because he's retiring, but because he wants to seize the moment and travel. Guess where he's going? Probably me and my big mouth. All those days in the operating room talking about pizza and egg rolls from New York and walking around Manhattan and surfing in Hawaii and eating loco moco. And malasadas, that Portuguese donut that I can't wait to put in my mouth again. Yeah, Adolfo's going to be a traveling surgical tech. And he's going to two places. He's going to New York. And he's going to go to Hawaii. I'm going to miss him. It was a sad day for me. And I particularly made the lineup to end with an ACL because I just love doing that surgery with him as my tech. I can imagine there's hundreds of pieces of equipment, widgets and gadgets that fit. You got to keep track of all that. I'm paying attention to doing the surgery, but I got I to gotta make sure that the people in the OR and Cedars is just great for it. That's why I've spent my whole career there and will continue to be there. Because it's the best place for me. It's like a Home Depot, but in the hospital. And Adolfo is always taking care of me. Comes in early to make make sure all the tools are there. And sometimes in the cleaning of the tools, some one of the hundred little pieces gets misplaced. I don't want to start the surgery unless all hundred pieces are there. Do I have time to go through all hundred pieces? No. You have to delegate. Do I know how to put sound bites on the radio? No. Rebecca has to do this. And actually, Will had to do this. You have to learn how to delegate, which is a very hard thing for someone like me, a type A New Yorker, to give responsibility to anybody other than myself. But you have to. You have to train the person to what you like and then back away and let them be a professional and do their thing. So it was a bittersweet day yesterday to know I was doing my last case. Thousands of surgeries I've done with Adolfo. 
thousands. And those people are walking again. He was there when I did Michael Thompson's hip. There was Adolfo making sure all the tools I needed were there. He was there when I did William Shatner's hip. I can say this because they've been on the radio talking about it. Otherwise, I won't tell you all the people I've taken care of. But these two just come to mind. Tony Danz is another one. Adolfo was there. But it is, it's a warm feeling to know that I've trained him. And he's going to walk into the operating room in some operating room in New York. And they're going to say, who are you? You're a stranger. Yeah, but I'm from Cedar sinai Who'd you work with? I worked with Dr. Clapper. And they're going to go, oh, whatever you want, Adolfo. You make our OR be like the OR Dr. Clapper has. And we're going to be happy. He's going to go to Hawaii. Smelling the plumeria, the trade winds outside. But there's no trade winds and plumeria in the operating room. And they're going to say to him, hey, Howley Surgical Tech. What's your name again? Oscar? No, it's Adolfo. Where'd you work, brother? I worked in Los Angeles. Where? Cedar sinai Who'd you work with, brother? I worked with Dr. Clapper. Oh. Whatever you want, brother, you tell us how to do it. And that's what's going to happen, and it's going to make me so proud. He's promised me he's coming back in nine months or a year. But you know what? I told him, you don't have to do that, Adolfo. Go have your life. And I ain't saying goodbye to you, because you'll always be right there in my heart. I couldn't start today's show without talking about that. It even chokes me up a little bit to talk about it. But a show today is going to be typical. It's going to be in all kinds of directions. But it fascinates me of who to believe. When Michael Jordan says drink Gatorade because I drink it, do you really think he's drinking Gatorade? Actually, maybe he is. When they put your picture on the cover of a Wheaties box, do they really eat the Wheaties? Listen to Shaquille O'Neal as only Shaq. Honesty. Telling the truth. God, it's such a rare thing in life, isn't it? That's why I love this show. For two hours every Saturday for 12 years, you could count on one thing. Dr. Clapper's going to tell me the truth. I may not want to hear it, but you need to know the truth because everybody else is telling you a lie. And that's why I love Shaq, because he tells the truth. Oh, I'm very picky. If I'm not, if I'm not in tune to the product or if I don't like the product, I won't do it. I always tell a story about... After I won my first championship, Wheaties wanted me to be on the cover. Never ate Wheaties, so I turned them down. Second ring uh, championship, same thing. I said, hey, breakfast of champions, I know who you are, but I never eat Wheaties, I can't do it. Now, if Frosted Flakes called me, or Fruit Loops, then I would be happy to be the spokesperson and endorsing that brand. And I told my people, 
Call Frost and Frakes of Fruit Loops, I'll be on the cover of that. So I've turned a lot of deals down because I'm an old school guy. And I'm on the handshaking principles. So I don't want to take your money if I'm not really, really in tune to, you know, what you're selling. Think about it. Uh, gold bond. Everybody needs lotion, right? All these hardworking American people, your back gets sore, icy hot. Everyone needs home security, right? Every night, everyone needs affordable car insurance. That's why I go to general. So I don't look at it as endorsements. I look at them as partnerships. Good for you, Shaq. We can count on you. We've always been able to count on you. And that's what I want to talk about. This whole idea. Because it starts with Dr. Liz Hicks talking about pet food. Because you'll hear about Mars making the pet food behind the scenes. This whole idea of endorsements. Fascinating subject. We'll get into Wheaties. We're going to talk about Mars. And let's not forget, we got to talk about food ourselves. Ah, This week, I had a power dinner with ESPN from this station. The movers and the shakers. Where do you go for a power dinner? Well, I'm busy working. I don't have time to drive over town to meet with these big shots. So I had dinner this week with Amanda Brown and Chris Morales and Greg Bergman and Sam Pines and Tiffany from Good Karma. Because they love this show. They wanted to continue. And I'm happy to. Where do you want to eat, Dr. Clapper? I said, well... I'll have to come right from my office if you want to do it Thursday because I'm seeing patients all day. I still had my white coat on because I was able to walk around the corner from my office. And what a meal I had. The restaurant is a place to go. You could sit outside. I didn't have to wear a mask. Felt safe. And I had very expensive restaurant, by the way. Fancy schmancy on Robertson. But it has, without a doubt, one of my favorite things to eat for the entree and for the dessert. The best entree in Los Angeles. Here I am endorsing it. When you've got a birthday or you've got a big event, a power dinner or power lunch, this is the place to go to. And I had two things that top 10 meals of my life one they make the best fried chicken you will ever have it's a fancy restaurant fancy restaurants don't make fried chicken this one does and for dessert they have the greatest hot fudge sundae why because they give you just vanilla ice cream don't get carried away but they give you a hot container to pour fresh hot fudge and hot caramel at the same time from a separate pitcher. But the way they roast the almonds to put on top, it's cold ice cream. It's hot, hot fudge and caramel. And these almonds, oh my God, this is after eating the best fried chicken you ever had in your life, which comes with grilled corn and mashed potatoes. There isn't a vegetable within miles of this meal. So delicious. I'll tell you where that place is. 
later in the show. Coming up next, you got to hear the story of Wheaties. I need you to understand where this all comes from. This whole idea, product endorsement, brand equity. And then we'll certainly get into the Mars family. The number is 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. Crazy topic. Because we're going to talk about pet food. And who makes pet food? Mars Candy makes pet food. Really? They don't really want you to know. It's a fascinating subject. When that endorsement is front and center versus behind the scenes. The approach Mars Candies has taken. Fascinating. But Mars took a different route with their marketing. Leaving your name from the product brand gives each product a fair chance to new customers. Going back to Apple, some people don't like Apple and are loyal to a competitor. That means when, say, the Apple Watch was introduced, there was a segment of people that would have bought it but were taken away by the Apple name. If someone dislikes M&Ms, they're still equally as likely to purchase Mars's new chocolate offering because they most likely didn't realize the two come from the same place. But they also are making pet food. The biggest advantage of this marketing technique is probably the illusion they're pulling on the customers. The illusion that makes it appear that the company specializes in each product they offer. This is especially important in companies that are competitive in multiple industries. When selecting dog food brands, the customer doesn't want one that's made by a candy company. They'll perceive it as the company putting its real effort into the candy, and this dog food is just a side product. Imagine if there was a dog food simply called Hershey's Dog Food. People would say, when I want a chocolate bar, I'll buy Hershey's. When I want dog food, I'm looking elsewhere. Plus, it might make people think there's chocolate in it, and dogs shouldn't eat chocolate. Hmm. But what about putting not only your company front and center, but then hiring someone, Morris the Cat, to talk about nine lives? That's what they did in 1968. It took a cat, which, by the way, was a rescue cat. Didn't really have an owner initially, which is an awesome story about it. But that's a whole side story. But endorsing a product, being out in front, well, nobody did it better than Wheaties. 30 years after 1984, Mary Lou Retton is talking about being on the box. The very box Shaquille O'Neal did not want to be on because he didn't eat Wheaties. But she couldn't wait to be on that box. Here she is 30 years later talking about it. Well, let me say that General Mills actually wanted to put me inside the box. <laughs> Just kidding. This is life-size for me. I could actually fit in this one. Um, wow. I mean, honestly, every elite athlete, every small athlete dreams of one day gracing the cover of a Wheaties box. And I remember when this came out, 
almost 30 years ago, and here I am standing again for the second time. Truly, it is one of the most prestigious honors I've ever had. Do you hear her saying she's actually eating the stuff? Being the mother of four daughters, all athletes, the nutritional value and the nutritional essence that comes in that box of Wheaties, I mean, they call it the breakfast of champions for a reason, um, that's important to me because it's my job as a mother to teach my children how to fuel their bodies. And so really it's more important today seeing myself on that box than it was really when I was 16, almost 30 years ago. It's, it's quite the honor. I really have to say it's quite the honor. This was, and I was the first woman they put on, right. the, on the cover. So that's something I'm very proud of. I'm the mother of four daughters, and, and to be that role model of a woman in sports is very important to me and broke that barrier. Brand endorsement, certainly in the world of food, it's Wheaties. Well, who is this company? How did it get started? It actually was 100 years ago, 1922. It's 2022, 100 years ago. Listen to the story. Now, Wheaties has been around since 1924. That's right. This cereal is over 90 years old. It was technically created in 1922. That's 100. A worker at the Washburn Company in Minnesota spilled a wheat bran mixture on a hot stove. Now, it took some time after that happy accident to perfect the cereal, but by 1924, they were selling it as Washburn's Gold Medal Whole Wheat Flakes. That mm. name was a mouthful, so soon after, they decided to change it. And after an employee contest offered up tons of suggestions, they finally decided to go with Wheaties. Yeah, a lot shorter name. Now, Wheaties is responsible for the first ever commercial radio jingle when they played this over the radio on December 24th, 1926. Wow. Now, a little time later, the Washburn Company would combine with other mills and officially become General Mills. Throughout the 30s, Wheaties would sponsor baseball games and began calling itself the Breakfast of Champions. They were the first to actually associate sports with an endorsement of a product to eat. The first athlete ever depicted on a box of Wheaties was baseball player Lou Gehrig, though he was on the back of the box of Wheaties. And throughout the 40s, they continued to use athletes in sports to promote their brand. Whether it's baseball, football, basketball, or crew, what sparks a champion? Sparks you and champions choose Wheaties. I have to tell Coach Dave Miller, he always accused me because he said, Clapper, do you do sports in college? I said, yes, I rode on the crew team. Here, they, they just said basketball or crew. He said, Clapper, that's not a sport. Well, actually, to the Wheaties people it is. There you go, Dave Miller. Then in the 50s, Wheaties tried something a little different. They changed their promotional strategy to try to market to kids. They introduced a mascot called Champy the Lion. He was voiced by Thurl Ravenscroft the voice of Tony the Tiger. The way it works is magic. The things it does for you. It helps you to be a champion of whatever you want to do. Now these ads work great for getting kids interested in the cereal, but the overall sales declined because adult consumers dislike children's cereals. Well, Shaquille O'Neal would have eaten it because that's the voice of Tony the Tiger. Frosted Flakes. Then in 1984, they got Olympic gymnast Mary Lou Retton. In 1986, they got football great Walter Payton. A year later, in 1987, they got pro tennis star Chris Everett. In 1988, they got NBA legend Michael Jordan. And lastly, in 1998, they used pro golfer Tiger Woods. Interesting. 
People who want that competitive edge also want the nutrition of 100% whole grain. Better get your whole grain. You better eat your Wheaties. And MJ holds the records for most depictions on the front of a Wheaties box. With 18. That's right. We eat Wheaties because Michael Jordan was on the box. LeBron James is on the box. I put it out on Twitter. You'll see the picture of LeBron James, the kid from Ohio. Just a kid from Akron. This whole idea of, are they really, listen, you can eat all the Wheaties you want. You ain't going to be LeBron James or Michael Jordan. What is it with us as human beings that feel that you can endorse something? It's a fascinating subject and one that I really want to delve into. Because it really stemmed from the connection I made with the fact that my guest is going to talk about pet food. And pet food it led me to Mars and the Mars candy bars. And then to learn that they're actually the company that makes the pet food. So listen to the beginning of the story of Mars. Mars Incorporated. The name isn't as recognizable as Hershey or Nestle, and that's because they don't promote the Mars name very much. The company is possibly most known for producing M&Ms. One of those M's refers to Mars, referring to Forrest Mars Sr. Mars is the last name of the family that owns and operates the company. The other M refers to Murray, referring to Bruce Murray, who had ties to the Hershey Company. A deal was made between the two in 1937 that led to the creation of the candy. Mm. Mars soon bought out Murray's share, but the M&M name stuck. Today, we know it as the chocolate candy with a hard outer shell that melts in your mouth, not in your hands. And you're probably familiar with the M&M characters. Red, yellow, green, blue, orange, and Ms. Brown. That's Ms. M.S. So Forrest Mars Sr. starts this. Actually, Frank Mars does. His son is Forrest Mars. And the father and the son have a big fight. And he banishes him to England. But you'll hear more about that because when he's in England, that's where the dog food connection comes in with the candy company. And the candy has seemingly unlimited offerings. You could buy plain, peanut, peanut butter, pretzel, crispy, almond, dark mint, dark chocolate, and even an M&M's chocolate bar. Whether you like M&M's or not, and I bet you probably do, you have to agree that it's one of the most established and well-known candies in the market. If the Mars company produced solely M&M's, it would be enough to earn respect in the industry. But the company runs so much deeper. That's right. Seven years after the success of the Milky Way, Mars launched another cornerstone product, Snickers. And two years after that, came Three Musketeers. Today, Mars operates several other chocolate brands you may be familiar with, including American Heritage, Bounty, Celebrations, mm. Dove, Galaxy, Marathon, and Twix, among many others. Yeah, including Wrigley and all the gum companies. Basically most of the gums you could think of. Wrigley also has several recognizable products that aren't gum. We could put Wrigley's wide assortment of products under the Mars umbrella. And it's not all gum and candy for Mars either. They also run 12 separate food brands, most notably is probably Uncle Ben's Rice. These products are a deviation from the typical chocolate products that are the core of the Mars Corporation, but the company veers much further than that. How about pet products? Did you see that one coming? Nope, but that's because the son 
went to England and got involved with pet food. And then when he came back to America, after the father died and took over Mars Corporation, he brought with him what he started in England, which is pet food. In 1935, Mars acquired Chappie, the canned dog food company based in the UK. In 1939, they entered the cat food market with a brand called Kitty Cat. In 1958, the cat food division further expanded with the introduction of Whiskas brand. Today, Mars has a pretty extensive pet division and treat it the same way as their other divisions in that they separately brand each product. Some of their popular pet food divisions include Caesar, Dreamies slash Temptations, Imes, Pedigree, Sheba, and of course, Whiskas. The pet division even includes multiple animal hospitals, such as Banfield and Blue Pearl. But they don't want you to know. But Mars took a different route with their marketing. Leaving your name from the product brand gives each product a fair chance to new customers. Going back to Apple, some people don't like Apple and are loyal to a competitor. That means when, say, the Apple Watch was introduced, there was a segment of people that would have bought it but were taken away by the Apple name. If someone dislikes M&Ms, they're still equally as likely to purchase Mars's new chocolate offering because they most likely didn't realize the two come from the same place. And this is where Wheaties and Mars are different. The biggest advantage of this marketing technique is probably the illusion they're pulling on the customers. The illusion that makes it appear that the company specializes in each product they offer. This is especially important in companies that are competitive in multiple industries. When selecting dog food brands, the customer doesn't want one that's made by a candy company. They'll perceive it as the company putting its real effort into the candy, and this dog food is just a side product. Imagine if there was a dog food simply called Hershey's Dog Food. Mm. People would say, when I want a chocolate bar, I'll buy Hershey's. When I want dog food, I'm looking elsewhere. Plus, it might make people think there's chocolate in it, and dogs shouldn't eat chocolate. It's a fascinating subject, and Dr. Liz Hicks, my guest at 815, She's an expert on how to feed your pet. She'll explain a lot of this, but the whole idea of endorsements in what we eat is fascinating, and Wheaties really points it out. All right, coming up next, the number's 877-710-ESPN. We'll do some Clapper Vision. I want to talk about Chris Middleton, Devin Booker, but I also want to talk to the weekend warrior. Let's go over your injuries, and I'll tell you a little bit about Two of the most fascinating cases and surgeries that I did this week, and it can happen to you. What is it when you're born with a hip or a knee from birth that leads to early arthritis? And I'll explain. The number is 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors, the werewolves of London. They're animals. They got to eat pet food. Good idea, Rebecca. (laughs) All right, let's take some calls. The lines are lit up. Let's go to Michael. You're on with Dr. Clapper. How can I help? You there, Michael? Yeah, you there? Yeah, I'm listening to you on the phone. All right. How young are you? What do you do for a living? I am 53. I'm a writer. I also teach writing at UCLA. Oh, wow. Um, I would say long time, first time. I love your show. Oh, um, thank you. 
Thank you. What's your favorite story? You're a storyteller. What's your favorite story I've told? Well, I was about to say, I'm going to Italy this summer. The favorite story of mine that you told was your description of the David statue. And I love your show because you bring in so many outside influences to a medical show. I can't wait to see that statue now because of the way in which you described it. I, I can't wait. God bless you. Well, you know all about the veins. I taught you that. I taught you that it's the first time in art history that an artist is depicting David before he kills Goliath. Every other artist, Donatello, Rembrandt, you name it, you know it's David because he's holding the decapitated head of Goliath, but not Michelangelo, a fearless artist. He's taking on the project, showing you David before he kills Goliath because Michelangelo, more than any other artist that's ever lived, took on the challenge of human emotions, complicated human emotions. When he depicts Mary holding her son Jesus, who's died, he does it as a baby Jesus before he gets to have his life to show the sadness in the face of the mother. And then in the Vatican, you see the adult son who's perished, she's holding in the arms, the way she he turns her head when the baby is tiny versus the son is older, it's a different death to deal with as a mother when you lose a child that's a baby versus losing an adult son. How do you depict that with a hammer and a chisel in rock? This is why I'm obsessed with Michelangelo. So when you go see the David... Yes, look at the right hand below the heart, the veins. Yes, look at the left hand above the heart, no veins, because he understood cardiology before the cardiologists. But more importantly, look at his face. Look at his eyebrows and his forehead, and you can see he literally the air coming out of his nose going, oh, my God, how am I going to kill Shaquille O'Neal? But if I don't, He's going to kill all the people that I'm protecting. but I, So I have to do it. You see him, his fear and you see his courage in that face. You look at the right leg. I am an orthopedic surgeon. I will tell you, when you put weight through, full weight through your leg, you know what you're going to see if you sculpt that leg? You're going to see the vastus lateralis, one of the muscles of the quadriceps that's on the little toe's side of your thigh, the lateral side of your thigh, you're going to see that muscle contract away from the patella, the kneecap. Look at David's. You can Google it. Look at his right leg, but you're going to be in front of it, you lucky stiff. You're going to be able to see the contracture of just that part of the quadriceps muscle, which will show you that he's putting full weight because he wants to retreat. He's scared of David. Now look at the left thigh, the left leg barely touching the foot, barely touching the stone because he is got to go forward. But there's no weight going through the left leg that's in front. All the weight is on the right leg because he's thinking maybe I should step back. It's one of the most incredible moments in your life awaits you, Michael, because when you stand in front of that 17-foot sculpture, 
made with just a hammer and a chisel, no power tools. In 1503, 500 plus years ago, it's still the greatest thing you can ever behold. I am so happy for you. God bless you. All right, how can I help you? You got me off track. I I was going to say, I have a big smile on my face. Obviously, you love that story, too. (laughs) <laughs> yes. No, I can. I mean, just there. I I give a lecture. I gave it at the Getty Museum. A thousand people showed up because the lecture is called Michelangelo's sculptures, how he manipulated anatomy, and every one of his sculptures. Because I sculpt and try to copy what he did, I can tell you how he used anatomy to show you complicated human emotions. As I told you, the Pieta, the one in the Vatican, Jesus is an adult. She's lost her son. He's an adult. Her face turns away from him. She's so sad. And her eyes are closed. Go look in the Medici Chapel in Florence. There's a Pieta where Mary is holding her son who's a baby. It's different. The sadness is different. How do you, tr- how do you show the difference? You know what he does? Because he's a genius. He rotates the mother's face towards the baby and her eyes are open look at those two separate sculptures and he's showing you pieta pity the sadness of a mother losing a child and how it's different when the baby is tiny versus an adult who who can do this who you could be an artist till the cows come home but not michelangelo and that is what i love and i love that you're going to go see it, and all the listeners someday will go see it going, Dr. Clapper taught me what to look for. Because remember what Dr. Ranawa taught me. The eyes don't see what the mind doesn't know. Now you know what you're looking at better than the guide you're going to have who's going to blabber about the marble or whatever it is. Now you know something about that anatomy, which in the end is what is the source of all of this. Devin Booker Chris Middleton, it's anatomy. You know, everybody's all excited about the basketball game. Trust me, it is all about the anatomy of who's going to win. Because without Chris Middleton, Milwaukee's in a lot of trouble. Without Devin Booker, Phoenix is up. Even though, look at Chris Paul who won it. And look at Giannis, they won it. But I'm telling you, anatomy in art, in sports, and in my world is surgery. That's the reason I do this show. So, I almost have to take a break. Listen, you're going to have to hang on. I'm going to take a break, pay some bills, and then I'm going to handle whatever it is that you got in mind for us to talk about with some Clapper vision. Hold on the line, and I'll get to all of you. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN. You ain't nothing but a Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. Elvis Presley. Good job, Rebecca. Because we're going to talk about pet food at 8.15. Dr. Liz Hicks. I'm so excited. So this is the last segment, right? I can go to the end of the hour now. And I can do Clapper Vision with all the Weekend Warriors right now. I'm so excited. Ah, that's right. All right. Let's go back to Michael, but all the rest of you guys, you guys, hang on the line. And by the way, they're having an awards at this station called the Mandy Awards. Guess who is listed as one of the people you could vote for for best host? Me. So I want you all, Weekend Warriors, figure out how to get to that Mandy Awards website and vote for Dr. Clapper. Won't it shock the world if I end up winning as host of the station? The best host? Of course it's the best host. Who else is going to talk about Michelangelo? 
Nobody's going to talk about Michelangelo on ESPN, but yours truly. And I love it because we could still learn from that man 500 years later. All right, Michael, back to you. Okay, so I have to follow up Michelangelo with Michael's <laughs> gimpy hip. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about who you are. You already told me you teach writing and that you're a teacher, which to me in society, nursing is number two of the greatest things you can do with your life. Doctors way down there. Number two is nursing. But number one in our society that we don't really pay enough respect to is a teacher. And that's what you do. And to me, you don't have to find a total stranger today and do something nice for them as a way of thanking me for helping you. You do it every day by being a teacher. So it is really my honor and pleasure to be able to help you. So where would you grow up? What your father do for a living? Where would you go to high school? Let me know a little bit about who you are. Okay. Really? Again, I'm, I'm following up legend with uh, I'm from New Jersey. So what I'm exit? East Coast. Fifteen uh, W off the Parkway. There you go. I love it. Yeah, he knows exactly Newark, what I'm talking about. Um, New Jersey yeah. pizza, not bad pizza, by the way. New Jersey pizza is the best. Yeah. I go to Forte in Caldwell if you want a great New Jersey pizza. Yeah, no, that's it. It's all that matters. That's all that matters in life. Is like, hi, how are you? Where do you eat pizza? That's all I really want to know about a person. The rest I could care less about. Yeah. So now I know. Go ahead. What did your father do for a living? Uh, he was a lawyer. Wow. Uh, personal, a lot of personal injury, uh, actually. And what happened that you didn't go to law school? Oh, man. Uh, I, I came to Hollywood to be a screenwriter, but trust me, I, there's, my parents are probably, they finally gave up maybe 10 years ago <laughs> saying, are you still going to go back to law school? Can I tell you something, Michael? You have a lot in common with Michelangelo because his father practically disowned him by saying, what? You're going to be an artist? What are you, crazy? You can't be an artist. You got to be in government. You got to be in. He was like the mayor of one of the small towns, Michelangelo's father. He was profoundly disappointed that his son, who would turn out to be the greatest artist of all time, was wanted to be an artist. So you got a lot in common with Michelangelo. All right, go ahead. What's your sport? What do you do to stay in shape? Again, you're setting me up for. uh... (laughs) Well, listen, in my 20s, 30s, and even 40s, I was a weekend warrior. I played softball, golf, mm-hmm. tennis, swimming. I did it all. Good. Then I had kids. I got older. It reduced. It really was down to tennis, swimming, and the elliptical trainer. Good. And, you know, about two years ago, my left hip just started. It was a little sore. Mm-hmm. And then I went with my wife kind of hiking. When I say hiking, I mean walking in Palm Springs on like a rocky this is called Trail. this is called Jewish hiking. It's flat ground yeah. and you, it's asphalt. This is it. called Jewish hiking. Yeah. yeah, thank you. It's called better well, known as walking, well, walking in a shopping center. But Jewish people call this hiking. So go ahead. It was, it was a it was a slight. <laughs> and by the way, you have like an ice cream at the end of the hike. So uh, it's uh, <laughs> to people who really hike, like Mount Everest, they go. Wait a minute. I went shopping for the hike I went on. Dad, you calling the hiking? That's not the hiking. No, to Jewish people, that's the hiking. Okay. I, Go ahead. I went walking. Well, it's, <laughs> it doesn't sound great when I say I went walking and my hips started to hurt <laughs> really badly. Listen, <laughs> I have a feeling you, know. you have a Mahjon injury, right? How could you get hurt from the. Uh, from, <laughs> I was just playing Mahjon, yeah. Dr. Clapper. I ruptured my Achilles tendon. How did that. The tile fell on the floor. I picked it up. I heard a pop. This is what I hear all the time. 
Anyway, okay, do you have an x-ray, an MRI? What do you have in front of you that I can translate? Okay. And I'm calling you on when I tell you what I'm doing next week. I, you'll, you'll tell me what you think, but... Okay, so the MRI, MRI of the lung, oh wait, of the hip, left hip without gadolinium, without so right. without contrast, which is a good idea. Just go right to the impression. Forget all the mumbo jumbo. Right. Go, let's go right to the so, and read slowly, so I can findings. interrupt you. Findings left. No, hip not findings. Not laser. findings. Not findings. Impression. Okay, hang on. I thought finding would be the one. No. Impression. There you go. Read Mild slow. left. Hip joint osteoarthritis. Okay. With labral degeneration. Yes. Chondromalacia. Chondromalacia, yeah. Anterior weight bearing hip joint with degenerative cyst formation. Okay, okay, stop right there. Stop, wait, wait, wait. Stop. Okay. Okay. You listen to the show, you know, my dad's a carpenter, so I'm going to give you a carpentry clapper vision. You ready? Yeah. We're going to go into your kitchen right now, and I'm going to spill water on the floor. Okay? There's no R in water. There's no R in floor, by the way. Okay? And you're going to have a little puddle there in your kitchen. Your wife's going to go get the bounty towels, and you're going to wipe up the water that's on the floor. No big deal. But what if the linoleum, it's an old house. What if the linoleum was worn down, that there's a spot in your kitchen that it's cracked, and the, and the plywood is showing. Well, if you spill the water right there where the crack is, the water's going to actually go through because the linoleum, which is waterproof, is, is worn through. The, the, the wood is exposed, and the water's going to sit there and get the wood under the linoleum wet and start to rot the wood. Capiche? Okay. What lubricates your hip joint that makes it have less friction, talk about a miracle, less friction, then two ice cubes rubbing together, that's the miracle of our articular cartilage in our joints, is the synovial fluid. It's the motor oil. It's miraculous how it works. The cartilage that coats the end of the bone in all of our joints is waterproof. So it doesn't, it keeps the, the, the motor oil in the joint. But what if, thanks to your grandparents, your DNA, you cracked the cartilage? It wore thin, just like the linoleum. And now the bone underneath, that now the plywood under the linoleum is, is exposed. Then every step you take, that motor oil, like the water that's pooling on the floor, can now go into the plywood, can now go into the bone underneath. Sub means below. Chondral means cartilage. Cyst means fluid collection. So you don't have a linoleum problem anymore. You... You need a carpenter to fix the floorboards underneath. Capiche? Your MRI describing subchondral cysts means no one's allowed to tell you have just a labral tear. Let's do an arthroscopy. No one's allowed to, to make you pay $10,000 for stem cells and PRP to grow cartilage. No one's allowed to give you a cortisone shot because it's inflamed because you will actually destroy toxically the remaining cartilage that you have. Michael, don't shoot the messenger. Enjoy your trip to Italy. But you are headed, not tomorrow. Hopefully you can fight this for years, but you're headed for surgery. And we can talk about minimally invasive hip. We can talk about surface replacements. I can talk till the cows come home. There's a book I wrote 
with Lindy Yui called Heal Your Hips. You should get a copy. You can read it yeah. while you're on the plane even. You need to get, you're an educated man, you need to read it and understand all the anatomy and what happens. You're headed for surgery. I just don't know when. But how can you fight it holistically? Ha! Here's the answer. Half an hour, three days a week, you walk forwards, then you walk backwards. Not an hour, half an hour, but you got to do it Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And you're at UCLA. Go to that Sunset Plaza. They have a pool there. You can find a pool, and you can do this forwards, backwards. You ain't going to feel better in a week or two, but I promise you, right? You can't guarantee anything in life. I guarantee you that a month after starting a a three-day-a-week, half-an-hour pool program, that you're going to feel better. I don't know how much better, but you're going to feel better. And here's the brilliance of it. You're a businessman also. Win-win. Win number one is, oh, my God, Dr. Clapper, the weightlessness, the resistance on the muscle, the proprioception, the water touching the skin. I feel wonderful. It's amazing. It's like a blister became a callus in my hand. I feel I don't have pain anymore. I can do everything. Put my shoes on, clip my toenails. Having sex isn't painful anymore. All the things that torture people when they have your diagnosis that I see 100 people a week for, you're going to feel better. Or you're going to say this, no, Dr. Clapper, I do feel better, but it still bothers me. And it's, and it's been a couple of months. I'm better, but I'm not there yet. It hurts. And all those things I just mentioned. And then I'm going to say, Michael, good. You have not wasted your time. Because now you're going to come to surgery stronger than you are right now. And guess what, Michael? Your recovery is going to be so much easier. I got patients who literally leave the same day. Lots of them. You are 53. You might be one of them. But I'm not interested in making the insurance company happy. You could stay overnight, go home the next day. But you'll go home walking the hallways, going up and down steps. Patients come to see me two weeks after surgery. They're barely using a cane. It's a miracle to be able to be a sculptor in the body, which is what I do as an orthopedic surgeon. But let me tell you, it gives me just as much joy, Michael, to be a doctor, to have someone like you not have surgery, but not with cockamamie pills or people selling you crap to inject into your joint. That I'm not interested in. You're a hardworking dude. I can tell already. Use that initiative. Use that hard work on yourself. Take care of yourself now. You're so lucky to be I, in your 50s. Can I, say, yeah, go can ahead. I tell you the good news? Yeah. Uh, the good news is in September, I have booked an appointment with you. So we'll get to chat and you'll, you'll get to see if there's been improvement and you can suggest what surgery you think I might First need of all, I'm not going to see you unless you do one thing that you bring me a chocolate babka from the delicious bakery in Reseda. Then I'll, that's your copay to come see okay. me. Otherwise, I'm not talking to you. No, okay. all kidding aside, you don't have to bring anything. But you, you, this will give you time to really see the improvement. And it'll be my pleasure to coach you up and help you through this, whether you need surgery or not. But, Michael, I am rooting that you will say it's a machaya, Dr. Clapper. I don't have pain anymore. It's a miracle because of the water. If that happens, I'll be happy. But if that doesn't, I'm going to be equally as happy to say, you know what? You're going to ski. You're going to play tennis. You're going to, you're going to run around again and enjoy your life and go on those Jewish hikes 
through the asphalt jungle and get an ice cream afterwards <laughs> at Mount Everest. <laughs> You're too funny. You're too funny. By the way, I, I, I read the book, and I'm, I'm in the pool. I go to the L.A. Fitness Good. in Hollywood. Good. Great pool, and I'm doing it. So. Good. Good for you. Well, listen. The fact that you are named Michael and you're about to see the greatest Michael, it ain't Michael Jordan, it's Michelangelo, really warms my heart. And I probably should write a book about the eyes don't see what the mind doesn't know when it comes to looking at his sculptures and taking away more than any guide could ever show you because of knowledge of the anatomy. So I'm glad you're going on the trip. Those students are lucky to have you as their teacher it's really a pleasure to uh, to educate you on the radio because it's not just you that's benefiting from the Clapper vision I'm giving you. It's all the people in the car and listening on the radio who are going, God, my hip hurts also. I was told to have. So every time I, I learn this after 12 years, every time I entertain and teach some caller, you, so many other people are listening with the same altacacaritis and they all have the same thing going on. So I got to thank you for helping so many strangers who maybe are a little nervous about picking up the phone or whatever, but you've helped a lot of people. God picked on you for a reason so that you can explain it and I can explain it and that's going to help then. So God bless you and I look forward to meeting you, Michael. Thanks so much. Thanks, Dr. Clapper. See you in September. Can't wait. God bless. All right, Warriors. Can you imagine? I talked for an entire hour already. Oh, my God. I guess I have the gift of the gab, Rebecca. But it is fun. But now you can understand the connection, art, sports, surgery, our lives. That's the topic. And at 8.15, we'll get into pet food. What could possibly be interesting about, like, everything? So coming up next, I'm going to tell you some stories about pet food and everything. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN.